Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Kent Blazek with Halo Spears. Kent, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's my pleasure. So we love desk toys over here at Inventus Partners and Art of the Kickstart. We love this product. So please tell us where does the idea of Halo Spheres come from? What inspired you to create this innovative product? Okay, so my background is in industrial design or product development. I've always worked as a freelance or working for agencies for other clients. So I have a few big ideas that I'm trying to take forward to market myself. And I always envisaged that I would launch with Kickstarter or with some sort of crowdfunding platform. So I thought, you know, I've read a lot of articles about the crowdfunding process and a lot of it confused me. There seemed to be a lot of nuance, a lot of detail. So I wanted to take a product forward first to basically test the waters. And that's what this is. So I went on to places like Kickstarter, Indiegogo to see what sort of products resonated best with that audience. I settled on the idea of doing some sort of desk toy. So in my mind, I remember a few years ago, I saw some physics discussion about these two welded together ball bearings and the physics at play. And I thought that was quite interesting. So I decided to take that and turn it into a desk toy. And that's where the idea came from. Impressive. So when you were creating Halo Spheres, you know, you mentioned that you have an industrial design background. What did that process look like? Okay, so once I identified that I was doing the desk toy, Basically, it was a lot, a lot of sampling. I needed to understand what material is going to work best in terms of the physics. I needed to understand what weights, what sizes. Um, so it was a lot of sampling or testing different materials. I have quite a background, obviously, through my work experience with different manufacturers. So it was easy for me to get a lot of samples made. But that's what it was. It was a lot of trial and error, essentially. That's usually when the best products and innovations come to life, right? Yes, Absolutely. What's been the biggest challenge that you had encountered when designing the product? So I'd assume this would be a very, very straightforward product. I mean, from the outside, it definitely looks that way. There are a few things that I hadn't done myself before, namely electroplating. And ideally, we wanted to do this in like a copper or a rose gold finish to give a very fiery effect. But we had so many problems with the plating because obviously copper oxidizes. Copper makes up rose gold. It also oxidizes. So it turns dark quickly and then it loses its light effects. So we went a lot of iterations of the electroplating, adding protective layers and nothing really held up. So that was one of the, the biggest challenges. And secondly, with our spinning plate, our spinning base, as much as we can, we wanted to avoid any high startup costs, which meant things like injection molding, we wanted to take off the table. So how could we make the base out of the material we wanted, but also 
you know, cheaply and do it more of like a, a machined, from a machine point of view. So they were the biggest hurdles. Things always look good on paper, you know, even prototyping. So when we took it through to production sampling, that's when you fully understand the limitations of materials and the processes that get used. So you had mentioned early on in terms of using Kickstarter as a means of product validation. And we always talk on the show and interview founders, you know, and ask about what they did the month or two leading up to launch, given how, you know, important it is. So was there anything unique or different that you did for the pre-campaign to launch it with such great success thus far? Well, yeah, project validation, that's definitely the number one reason why yeah, you, you consider Kickstarter, why you consider crowdfunding. I mean, you get to test the market without having dropped a humongous amount of money necessarily up front. Um, you get to get people's feedback and they can help improve the product. So that's definitely the driving reason why I did that. So I understand my biggest weakness, which is marketing. I don't know the first thing about marketing. I'm confident in everything else in terms of the industrial design process, the product development process, but marketing really eludes me. So as much as I could, you know, jump on Facebook, put on an ad, I mean, I don't know if it's going to do anything. I don't know if I'm doing it correctly. I did look into tons of different companies that offer marketing services. You know, they're all making promises of different degrees, so it's quite difficult to try and weed out what ones you think they're actually going to give you a proper service, a proper return for your money. So that was the most important thing um, I decided to do was to, once identified that that is my weakness, find someone else to to help out with that. Yeah, so you've been working with our agency Inventus Partners for a few weeks now. I mean, what's been the biggest consideration that you were looking at with all the other agencies out there? Well, I mean, especially now that the campaign has started, you get inundated with people promising you this and that. Some of them you can read out pretty quickly, you know, but just be a really basic email, you know, very little references. So obviously looking into past performance, past projects um, was a big consideration. Did they have similar products already within their portfolio that that was successful? Because that would suggest to me that they would have a market, they would have an audience which is already receptive to, to my type of product. So that was the key. And also, just trying to get an idea or get a sense of the credibility of the company. And with Inventors Partners, obviously, they, they're not just the marketing side of things. They actually do product development as well. So I thought it was a little bit more grounded, a little bit more established, and not so, you know, um, fly-by, fly-by-wire sort of company. Absolutely. So given that this is your first campaign, what's been the biggest surprise so far? The biggest surprises would be understanding your real cost in terms of, you know, you, you might see a, a figure up there, people raising money, and you think, oh, well, they're raising this much money. But when you break it down, what's the actual return you're getting? What's the actual, are you allocating enough cost to cover your basis, to cover your shipping, to cover fulfillment? And there's percentages, you know, the platform takes payment processing fees. So the biggest surprise, I mean, I did it to my best before launching, and I think I've hit it, you know, nailed it. But you really are left with a slither of that total goal raised. So that was sort of the biggest surprise is understanding, like in, in previous years, watching other campaigns, was thinking, oh, how well these, these campaigns are doing. Look at this money they're raising. But the reality of what their, their margin might actually be and to cover their initial setup costs is much more of a fraction of that. So, yeah, that's definitely a biggest surprise. So let's talk about how awesome Halo Spheres is. Can you go into the, the product itself? Okay, so Halo Spheres, as I said before, is a desktop toy. It's what I call an extreme velocity desktop toy, or colloquially, a spinning top on steroids. It's essentially two metal spheres that are forged together, that are cast together, about three quarters of an inch in diameter each. They're plated in gold. Um, You spin this on a a specially designed concave 
a resin concave spinning platform, and then through the aid of a gold-plated steel pipe, you blow through it and you can accelerate the spheres up to speeds in excess of 3,500 RPM. The spheres themselves are polished to a mirror finish, and the reflective properties lend itself to create this spectacular kinetic lighting effect. So after this campaign, I believe you probably have more inventions coming out. Are you going to crowdfund those? Well, yeah. So, so as I mentioned before, I've, I've got a few in the pipeline. One as old as that started five years ago. It's R&D heavy, which is why I wanted to do something what I would consider fairly manageable to, to, to sort out all the kinks of the crowdfunding process first. So I do have a couple in consideration, but I think you know, it's definitely a great market validation process and I would definitely do it again, absolutely. Awesome. So Kent, what advice would you give to someone else looking to crowdfund their product? Okay, so my best advice would be, building on what I said earlier, was know your weaknesses. You know, as entrepreneurs, we want to do everything ourselves. You know, we want to keep costs down and obviously that's, that's a great approach, but know what your true weaknesses are, what you can't do yourself and bring someone on board to help you out with that. And again, for me, that that was definitely marketing. Also, consider your timing. I mean, if your product is a seasonal product, if it's something that appeals to people in the summer, don't launch in winter because, you know, it's not going to become press-worthy. You want to get, you know, the, the biggest coverage you can, you know, most people hearing about it, and that's not going to happen if, if you time it incorrectly. And also, you do your homework. As I mentioned, there are a lot of companies that are making all sorts of promises, especially when you start the process, offering all different services, don't just accept the first one, do your homework. And also, I, th- I think one thing that I didn't do, which I think would have helped even more, is to build a custom email list. An email list of people who you know are already keen on the product, perhaps have already provided you feedback, maybe they've tried prototypes earlier. So you know you've got this database of people who are ready to support from day one to help really build that enthusiasm. Solid advice there, Ken. This is going to get us into our launch round. I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Yep, absolutely. So what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? I mean, I like to be in charge of my own work, choose my own path. I've only worked for an agency. Briefly, other than that, I've done a lot of freelance. But, you know, why would I want to put in, you know, a nine to five day to make other people money when I feel like I could be doing the exact same work that I'm doing for them, but under my own umbrella? So absolutely put in the same effort, but receive all the yields myself. So if you could share a pint with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? I'm drawn to big picture people. Those who take, you know, the bigger risks, follow their passion. I guess people like Musk, you know, I mean, he's especially recently is sending a car into space. You know, he's doing things that, you know, that, that are just like blue sky projects that may not see a return anytime soon or or just the, the type of feats to accomplish are, are through the roof. I'm inspired by those sort of people who take those biggest risks. So if you could have a chance to share a pint with Elon, what would have been your first question for him? Well, my question, I guess, would be, how do you set aside you know, the fear of, of failure? How do you just go into it head first? You're not, in, you're not worried about if, if you fail. I mean, you just yeah go into something head first. How do you do that so confidently? Because I think that is definitely key to any success, especially if you're following your passion. Absolutely. What uh, book would you recommend to our audience? Okay. Well, one of my favorites growing up, especially now, I suppose it's even more relevant, uh, Stephen Hawking's Brief History of Time. And the reason I'll suggest that, it helps put your worries and risk aversion into perspective. I mean, you're just a blip on time, and it's certainly not going to be the end of the world, even if you make a mistake or fail. So it helps put life and your projects into perspective. Great read. Last question, Kent, what does the future of crowdfunding look like? Okay, well, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I, I remember when crowdfunding, when Kickstarter first started, 
and there are you know very few projects they all got a lot of attention but now it's something that's very ubiquitous because it is such a great tool to launch to validate your project so i think projects are, are going to have to become more imaginative more innovative to really stand out and capture the market interest yeah i mean there's going to be a lot more of the technology as the things develop but it's going to be hard to differentiate yourself from other projects from part from from current projects yeah going forward absolutely well Kent, this gets us to the end of the interview please give our audience your pitch tell them what you're all about where people should go and why they should check you out okay so halo spheres halo spheres is an extreme velocity desktop toy reaches speeds over three and a half thousand rpm and brings mesmerizing halos to your fingertips so it's forged from steel plated in real gold it's a real showpiece generating a vortex of kinetic light effects driven by just the power of your lungs. So you can check out our campaign now, which is live on Kickstarter, using the keyword Halospheres as one word. Kent, thank you so much for being on the show. Audience, thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the show notes, the transcript, links to the campaign, and everything we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and BackerKit. And if you liked this episode, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Kent, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.